The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Marion McKeown, US correspondent for the Business Post, and Cal Thomas. Great to talk to you again, Cal. How are you? Thank you, Ian, and welcome. I'm fine, as far as I know, for an aging white male. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, some of the things. I had lots of white males going around Washington, D.C. a couple of years ago, which was the, I think Fox News are now saying it was a grand day out on the Capitol back in 2021, and they were very first sightseeing. This is completely rewriting history by Fox News, isn't it? Well, I don't think so, Matt. I'm, uh, I'm always for full disclosure, sunshine and everything. And a lot of the stuff that we see initially portrayed uh, with video, uh, we've seen in the past, has more to offer when more information comes out. Take a look at some of the police officers' encounters with criminals in some of our major cities. Uh, the edited videos uh, appear to show that the police officers have overreacted. But then when additional video uh, shows that uh, the perpetrator has uh, tried to assault the police officer, tried to escape, and even tried to get his gun. Not in all situations, but uh, in the case of the January 6th business, I think that uh, this video sent uh, by uh, Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, to Tucker Carlson at Fox News, shows a lot of things that we didn't see when the uh, hearings of the January 6th committee were going on. Produced, by the way, by a uh, former executive for ABC News, which tells me something. These show demonstrators peacefully walking through the corridors of the U.S. Capitol. It even shows Capitol Police uh, pretending it would seem that they're tour guides opening doors for them to go through. Now, yes, there were others who, uh, who were violent and have been prosecuted, should be prosecuted, and put in jail. But there are others who were uh, peaceful. So I think this latest video gives a broader picture of the entire day. Marion, what's in it for Fox News to come up with this thing, that this was just a, a little ramble around Capitol Hill for many people? Oh my God, what's in it for Fox News, Ian, is um, their viewers. It's it's basically this, this sort of fantasy circle that goes around where their viewers believe something, like, for example, that Donald Trump was the real winner of the 2020 election, and then Fox News will cherry pick and, and, and just, you know, scrape off the, the bottom of a barrel scraps of information that will allow them to continue believing that. So it's, it's basically pandering to their viewers. Um, I mean, politically, of course, it's, it's in th- their interest to show that this is just all a plot by Democrats, by congressional Democrats who are trying to make Republicans look bad, who are trying to make Republican voters look bad. Look, 40,000 hours. Now, you know, Cal is right in that not everyone who went to the Capitol that day, there were thousands of people outside, thousands and inside as well. Not all of them were violent, not all of them were disorderly. Okay, some of them went up because they, you know, they said, Donald Trump said, go to the Capitol, march to the Capitol, I'll be there with you. So they went up for that reason. They didn't go up to trash the Capitol or assault police officers, but some of them clearly did, because we have seen footage, and I don't know how Tucker Carlson is going to spin that, where we saw policemen screaming in agony as they were being beaten by the mob, um, and we saw the devastation that was caused to the Capitol, and we saw them trying to smash down the doors of the, the congressional chambers. So, you know, there, there, yes, there were people there, I think. Look, for 
for starters, this was during lockdown. Nobody was supposed to be in there at all. The capital was, you know, even as a journalist, you had to get special permission to be in the capital at that time. So nobody was meant to be in there in the first place. But let's leave that aside, you know. And and um, you cannot deny what we saw with what the January 6th committee showed, which was horrific violence, which was the targeting of police officers, which was just this senseless mindless kicking in of doors and windows. We saw that people left excrement on the floors of Statuary Hall. You know, I mean, this this cannot be considered a peaceful protest or a day, a normal day of tourists on the capital. So it's a pretty pathetic effort. But, I, you know, as I said, if you get 40,000 hours of footage, of course you can pull out a couple of seconds here and there where it looks like nothing's happening. Of course you can. Let's, you know, it's... it's you yeah. mentioned Donald Trump yeah. there, so let's. Sorry, Cal. You know, I, I do want to. I do want to just move on a little bit here on this one because Donald Trump is back in the news. Is, is he ever out of the news? But he was at the Conservative Political Action Committee conference last week. And for anybody who's not familiar with CPAC, it's a bit of a mixture between Love Island and Electric Picnic for right wingers looking to get elected. Let's have a listen to what Donald Trump had to tell the very excited crowd. I am standing before you because we are going to finish what we started. We started something that was a miracle. We're going to complete the mission. We're going to see this battle through to ultimate victory. We're going to make America great again. When we started this journey, a journey like there has never been before, there's never been anything like this. We had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks, neocons, globalists, open border zealots, and fools. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Karl Rove, and Jeb Bush. Cal Thomas, Donald Trump there getting the crowd going with his usual style of rhetoric, but is it cutting true with the rest of the Republican Party? Well, he has a narrow base, and I don't think he's going to expand that base. As a matter of fact, the crowd at CPAC was down this year, which tells you something. Uh, Ron DeSantis was second in a straw poll by a wide margin, but he hasn't declared yet. He was out in California adopting uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, 11th commandment, never speaking ill of a fellow Republican. I think it's very smart for him not to respond to Trump's continued attacks. These are the kinds of things that have turned off independents and suburban women and caused Trump's defeat in 2020. Uh, I don't think it's necessary to demean people. Tell them why you have a better idea. And I, I just think that the whole CPAC thing this year was full of loonies. You saw Steve Bannon. You saw Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, the Trump family, making all of these crazy uh, things. And uh, I, I just don't think that he's going to be the nominee. And if he is, I, I think he'll go down to defeat again, whether Biden runs or not. Marion, is the circus moving on from the Trumps and the real contenders, as Cal said, they're staying out of it. They're not going to provoke them. They're playing their own game. Well, look, um, Ian, I just came back from four days at CPAC and, and I would love to enter your competition there because I need a rest. <laughs> I need somewhere calm to, to, to decompress. It was it was bonkers. I passed, you know, th- there's a sort of a, a media alley sort of thing. And at one point I passed Donald Trump interviewing Mike Lindell, the guy, Donald Trump Jr., I should say, the guy from My Pillow, the lunatic. I saw Kimberly Guilfoyle interviewing Sarah Palin. I then saw Steve Bannon barking at Mike Lindell and they were backing and throwing. Every, it was lunacy. And, I, you know, the Trump speech, yes, the, 
for most of the four days of CPAC, the big hall, the post-Mac ballroom where it's on, was about, I'd say, 40% full at the most, even for people like Ted Cruz. Even You know, normally the crowd pleasers, as I say, like Ted Cruz, J.D. Vance, all these people, Carrie Lake, etc. Uh, but even when Trump's, I, I was in there. Now, the media are kept in a box at the end and they are not let out, but they were so desperate to fill the hall for Trump or to even get it to 60% full that all of the people in the cheap seats were pushed right up to the front, um, to the seats that are reserved for platinum um, subscribers who didn't turn up, by the way, this year, who normally pay about $30,000 to be there. Um, And, you know, my badge wasn't even checked. So I was sitting in the front third as well during Trump's speech. And yes, he got standing ovation after standing ovation. But, you know, this is the hardcore. This is the crowd, as Cal rightly said, the crowd was This is the lunatic fringe. This is the lunatic fringe. And even, you know, one of the things everybody's saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, Donald Trump got one sixty percent of a straw poll there. This was a hundred percent or you would think Trump crowd. And yet, you know, so 60 percent is not that many. It's like if you invite 50 people to your birthday party and 10 of them say, well, you know, Ian's a bit of an idiot, really. <laughs> it's not it's not that encouraging. Um, so so look, you know, I, as I say, I'm, I don't think that Trump did all that well there, notwithstanding that he spoke for nearly two hours. And as I said, he was wildly cheered. But it seems to me that this this um, is an engine that's just losing energy constantly. And I really, I say one of the other examples was I was down in the, the exhibition centre, which is in the basement. Normally, it's packed full of people selling crazy Trump stuff. This year, it took up about a third of the total space and there was nobody there. There was nobody buying the I should Trump have asked hats. you for some merch on that. Mary, <laughs> Cal, I know you were in, I know there are many people, Cal, who were delighted when you visited Ireland last year, but it looks like we're getting an even bigger American name coming to Ireland in the next couple of months. Marion, you've been you've been getting rumours that the visit of US President uh, Joseph Biden is on its way in the next couple of months. Uh, yeah, I, you know, last year, the, the US ambassador made it clear that he would visit in 2023. I think everybody expected to be sometime in early 23. So no real surprise with, with the very likely um, scenario that he will arrive in Ireland around the 18th of April. Uh, we'll be there for the celebration, the marking of the 25th anniversary of the peace process. I think Bill and Hillary Clinton are also going to be there and, and probably a number of other people. I'm not sure about George Mitchell, if he's well enough to travel, but certainly Certainly, it's expected to have a, a big turnout. Look, the good the Good Friday Agreement is America's biggest foreign policy success, I would say, of the last 30, 40 years. And, they, you know, they, they Republicans and Democrats do like to mark it. They do like to celebrate it. So, yes, I, I suspect Joe Biden will get a big welcome in Ireland. I mean, he's very genial. He'll be very happy to be there. Um, you know, he'll be able to tell all his stories to a new audience. Uh, so I think it's a visit that's, as I say, there's been no yeah. doubt that it's coming. Okay, I want to, Cal, I want to go on to you because I've actually been reading your column and you've got more figures in your column than I do have in my Business Post column this week. But it's an important week for America because the budget is being announced by President Biden later on this week. And you worry that he's going to be starting taxing people more. Well, as I say, uh, thank you for reading my column, uh, Ian. You're the one reader. I've been looking for you all my life. <laughs> Two. Uh, the, the, the government takes in more revenue 
that it has ever taken in history. It's not the revenue, it's the spending. Ronald Reagan used to say the only, turn, the only proof of eternal life in Washington is a government program. You can't cut anything. Let's just start with improper payments by federal agencies. Forget Social Security and Medicare for a moment. According to reporting by the Washington Examiner, such payments totaled $175 billion just in 2019, and that's equivalent to $15 billion dollars a month. This doesn't include the two and a quarter trillion in taxpayer and borrowed money spent on improper payments, including millions sent to dead people. Now, if you're going to send money to dead people, they ought to at least have an absentee ballot. <laughs> Cal, but on, on this, I, I mean, that... the waste in government is is astounding, and but, and everybody knows that Medicare and social security need the world to be waste. reformed. But governments around the world waste money. But I think the point Joe Biden Not is making. Not much. I, I think we have the... a thirty-one trillion dollar debt. No nation has ever been able to sustain that. Social security, the age, retirement age, needs to be raised. People are living longer. Very wealthy. people. People like Marion and me don't need it. Uh, <laughs> pause for laughter, Marion. And, uh, and, and there's so much that can be done. But the thing about Washington, if you ever solve a problem, you lose the issue. And that's the dirty little secret here. Nobody wants to solve anything because they don't have an issue to run on in the next campaign. But it's Cal, Cal, the point I was making there, and just go back to, with the conversation we were having here in Ireland, is about evicting people from their homes because they can't afford rent. Joe Biden is saying, look, you're not going to pay any new taxes unless you own, unless you earn over $400,000 per yeah. year. That's an extraordinary amount of money to earn. Yeah, you can't, you can't get the kind of taxes he wants out of people earning 400000 a year. He does this every time. He did it during the last uh, campaign. He said it again. He's going to tax those rich, evil billionaires and corporations. Well, Poor people don't create jobs. Billionaires and corporations and do. They do and they do very well because I know the secret, Cal, about how American billionaires get the wealth. I know how American billionaires get away of paying taxes. Interrupt people who are talking, hoping that they will lose their train of thought, but I, as a professional, never do. <laughs> Cal, you know the little trick that the billionaires do is they borrow lots of money and you can offset your interest and therefore they don't pay any taxes. Billionaires don't pay taxes right. in America. Well, they pay some. Some do, some don't. But this is the way the Congress writes the laws. These people are not, for the most part, breaking the laws. They're taking advantage of the way the tax laws are written. And the reason they're written that way is because the, the lobbyists and uh, others who send them money for their re-election campaigns do that. And that's why nothing ever gets changed in Washington, because it's all about getting re-elected. It's not actually solving problems. Cal, I'll let you have the last word in this one, because you know this. Warren Buffett, once the world's richest man, he always says his cleaner pays more taxes than him. Does yeah. your cleaner? I've heard, I've heard all of that before. That's about the tax rates. We need to get the tax rates down. We need to get uh, less money in Washington and more in the hands of government. Even Bill Clinton, when he left office, left with a balanced budget. Calvin Coolidge, our 30th president, 100 years ago, left with a surplus, and he also cut unnecessary uh, government agencies. We cannot sustain this. No nation in the history of the world has been able to sustain a $30 trillion debt. We've got to get our house in order, or uh, they won't even be able to afford trips to Ireland. <laughs> Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown, thank you very much for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.